start over. The weapons Hitler used to persecute the Jews and other minorities, such as the Catholics, were name-calling, fear, and ignorance. The Nazi regime burned books which did not agree with their twisted beliefs about history. They condemned freedom of thought and action. They made illogical attacks on sincere patriots who did not agree with them. They reduced all issues to black and white, good and bad, true and false. There was no area in between. Inevitably, these practices sowed the seeds of their destruction. Why does that sound so familiar? Hello, this is Karen. And this is Kevin. And And this this is is Right right From from Us. Hmm. I wonder why. Well, I mean, you could pretty much apply every single thing that the left's doing to that very thing. Yeah. Th- Where did you get this, that? This, by the way, is a it's a history book. I picked up a history book. Uh, I, I, earlier in the year, I was just wondering if, if what's going on in our country has any parallels to, like, the American Revolution or the Civil War. Hmm. That quote is actually from, or that paragraph is actually about the World War II, just before World War II, about the Nazis. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so it is very ironic because they're calling all decent human beings that don't see color that are living their lives Nazis, yeah. and yet they're doing exactly what the Nazis did. Yeah, let's just let's do let's just do this. The weapons the left used to per- persecute the people were name calling, mm-hmm. fear, and ignorance. Right, because you know, definitely everybody's, racist. Everybody's a racist. Everybody's a white supremacist. You know, fear is the whole COVID scare. The, the left left regime burned books which did not agree with their twisted beliefs about history you know i mean every week there's a book that's taken off of amazon right. they're not burning books but they're banning books they're burning books banning books and bur- burning w- words you know like you can't oh, say absolutely. certain words anymore absolutely um they condemned freedom of thought and action yep that's happening because they're all about there's only one side to a story not two sides to a yeah, story just like, uh, it's Le- all about the truth it's about my truth Le- lester holt on nbc the other day just said that there's really only we can only give you the truth you know what we think is the truth well we're not gonna we're not gonna we're only gonna give one side of the story yeah just like george step on top of us a few months ago there's only one right. side of the story and it's their side of the story because they're always right and they know what's true and what's not. They made illogical attacks on sincere patriots who did not agree with them. You know, that's happening every day. Physical and, you know, other ways too. Yeah, and then, you know, Facebook and Twitter just takes down anything that right. doesn't agree oh, with yeah, what they... Oh, yeah, it's all about censoring. Let's see. They reduced all issues to black and white, good and bad, mm-hmm. true and false. There was no area in between. Inevitably... Right. These practices sowed the seeds of their destruction. We can only hope that they're destroyed at some point. Well, I think they're going to end up eating their own and imploding at some point. I really well, do. I mean, they, they sort of already are. Yeah. You know, like with this thing with the transgender athletes, mm-hmm. you know, participating in the women's sports. You know, what, what happened to women's rights? What now? happened to women speaking up and going, excuse me? Where are the women? Where are the? I mean, the whole reason why we have a sector of sports for women is because women, feminist, you know, they they protested they and it. they rallied for this opportunity, and it was given to them, and now it's being taken away from them, ironically, by a man dressed as a woman. Did, and yet, where are they? What? Are, well, did, how come they're not throwing a big you fit? See the interview with the the. It was a high school girl in Connecticut, and she. Uh, in, in this uh, track meet, she ended up eighth, and she was saying in 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 the interview that the top two out of eight were trans mm-hmm. were actually guys. I know. And if it hadn't been for those two guys that got first and second place, she and her her friend would have gone to the regionals or something like that. Yeah, it completely hurts women. It's it's yeah. unfair. It, they have an unfair advantage, just like all of these inmates, these criminals with with sexual like uh, histories. And that's the reason why they're criminals and they're being prosecuted. You know, they just come out and say, well, I identify as a woman. So they put him in a woman's prison. Is that is that really happening? Yes, that is really happening. That is really happening. Well, but it is uh, happening. Hmm. 
Interesting. You know, I just I was I had a thought the other day. What if we? But just that makes sense. I mean, to back up from it, that makes sense. These people are sexual predators. Yeah. And they're and being, they, and it's like they're just being let out into the wild, and it's like, here, look at all this, all all this choice merchandise or whatever, however you want to call it. Just like these sexual predators that are that are picking up all these kids coming over the border. They're making billions of dollars, yeah. by the way. What's going to stop stop somebody from saying I identify as a child, so I I need to be able to go to the child's exactly. Exactly. And, you know. Exactly. Where do you draw the line? But back to the sports. What if? What if? Uh, I was thinking about this this week. What if we just went back to where there was just sports, not men's sports and women's sports? You know what? Also, would be great if we had all these companies that just stuck to their products instead of trying to get political, like yeah. Coca Cola coming out against Georgia's new law. Yeah. That that they're requiring voter yeah. ID, by the way, which is so outrageous. Yeah, who and, would have you know, thought? Delta Airlines also, and that came back to bite them. But I think it got. I think it didn't actually go through. The Georgia uh, Congress was going to eliminate their tax breaks. Yes, but yes. I, I think it actually didn't. Ended up not going through. Well, I don't know, but isn't it? I mean, again. You got to hit them where their pocketbook is. Yeah, and it's it's so ironic. You know, Delta requires ID to get on a plane, and you you have to have ID for everything. You know, so I I also heard some black people talking this week. It's like that they're just they this when they get together with their friends, they just laugh about that stuff because mm. they. So yeah, apparently when they get together, you know, they they just laugh about that because they all have ids you know they have to they have to show id when they buy beer you know so yeah um, i was watching brandon tatum the other night he was having a panel of his friends and that's what they were talking about it's like it's so insulting to them that 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 these you know officials the left the progressives are like no we can't have voter id because the black people you know they don't know how to use a computer and they don't know how to get an id and they're just like laughing their full heads off going that is ridiculous and insulting to insinuate that we don't we're not smart enough to go get a voter or to go get an id for every other aspect of our life by the way yeah and we don't know how to use a computer he's like what are we using right now yeah yeah isn't isn't that racist to say a black person isn't it isn't smart isn't enough it? to get an ID. I think it's insulting. And that, that same quote, they um, they were also saying that people, actually that was from Biden. He was saying people that live in rural areas aren't aren't able to get IDs, aren't, aren't able to work a computer. It's like, uh, you know. I told you about that, that the uh, viral video of that guy, didn't I? That he had a laptop sitting on oh, the floor yeah. and he was he was like he yeah. was like a monkey look like scratching his head going what yeah. is this strange device yeah. it was hilarious that's crazy but anyway and then going back to the whole um, trans situation here's a, an article that caught my eye professor who refused to call trans student by preferred pronoun um, speaks out after winning court case so they went to court and he won. Um, a college professor who won a court case over the use of preferred gender pronouns is war- is warning that unless others fight back, free speech in America faces grave peril. And that's exactly why I wanted to bring this up, because that's what Candace Owens was saying, too, that really the only way to fight this craziness, this madness, this whole forwards is backwards and backwards is forwards mentality is to hit him in the pocketbook. You know, either like, yeah. you know, sue him. So that it's brought to the court's attention, they lose, then they own, then they can realize we cannot continue to do this. People are going to start fighting back where it hurts, their pocketbook, their reputation, that kind of thing. And even though I realize not everybody has the money to hire a lawyer and sue them, she's got a good point. I mean, we've got to stop being the silent majority. The majority needs to start putting their foot down and saying, no, I am not going to do that. Yeah. I think that's when it's only going to stop because yeah. it's just, and it's just, it's feeding on itself when it's growing bigger and bigger yeah. because no one is stopping it. No one yeah. was saying the emperor is wearing no clothes. Yeah. You have to yeah. stop. Yeah. You know, well, the left wing lunatics, they have the ACLU and, you know, the, all these groups that are always backing them up on these ridiculous lawsuits and things. And so I, you're saying that that would be a good resource for people that are wanting to fight back. Well, 
I mean, the ACLU wouldn't would never fight back for a conservative issue, the conservative side. But like, there are groups out there that will fight will fight for conservative issues. So I just I just think that you know a lot, a lot of times conservatives, I mean, they're just like busy working and stuff, you know. Well, yeah, because they gotta pay everybody else's bills. And, and we're it seems like we're always on the defensive. And I, I agree that we need to go on the offense, but but the thing is, people that are that are protesting this craziness, they're not necessarily conservatives. It's not a conservative issue. It's it's a moral issue. It's a right or wrong issue. It's a it's a fact. Well, it's actually versus a, it's reality a, it's, issue. It's a scientific issue. You know, the science of biology. You know, right. that says right. that there's two genders. Right. It's just it's G- getting back to you know black and white and right and wrong i mean that's that's scientists science science <laughs> you know I, I don't even know that people know what science is anymore though because it's such a buzzword now yeah and they think that that gives some credence to their yeah. claim that if they just say well science, science. backs it up well yes. okay show me the science the, where are you getting this information yeah. and they can't give you that information well and that too and a lot of times there's competing science there's competing scientific thought out there that disagrees with what they're saying and they don't acknowledge that which is you know, the whole premise of science and, i know they just pick and choose what <laughs> science they want to listen to they don't they won't admit that there's right. conflicting well, well, scientific science, views out there science is never settled right well i mean there's there's certain things that are settled like uh, you know h2o is water you know there's certain yeah. things that are settled yeah, but for the most part, that's that's what si- what makes up science is questions and theories right. and and testing and, out different things right. and and to, to if people can can do experiments and come to the same right. conclusion right then you know that that is you, you know, know a perfect example is climate change you know there's that which is based upon a computer model which computer models change based upon what's input into the computer you know which is inputted by a person yeah with specific thoughts and agendas yeah. and opinions. So, yeah, and speaking of climate change, we were talking about this at dinner. Tell me what they were doing again. Well, you know, big uh, Bill, Bill Gates has got this plan where he wants to spray a bunch of calcium carbonate particles into the atmosphere to block some of the sun's rays to cool the, the planet to combat climate change. So what goes up? must come down so what happens when people start inhaling yeah. those particles what, what's the health effects of breathing that i mean i guess i mean i guess it doesn't matter people can can die and drop like flies but you know what climate has been saved yeah even earth. though there won't be anybody around yeah. to enjoy it yeah these, these climate so, these climate so, change wackos i mean they it's they really like a cult it really is and you know part part of this uh this covid dim panic is fueled by the climate change wackos. Yes. For yes. sure. Because once they, I mean, I don't, I don't think at first they really were behind it, but I think they latched onto it after they saw what the lockdowns, you know, because they, they claimed that the lockdowns uh, made the air much cleaner, which it probably did, you know, because everybody was at home watching Netflix, you know, not driving their cars. So... Anyway, this Bill Gates thing, he, he's got this big plan where he's going to spray a bunch of calcium carbonate into the atmosphere and cool the earth. And um, that actually, it was supposed to happen this week in Switzerland, but it, it got canceled because there are um, concerns from uh, other scientists that disagree with what, and have concerns about, uh, you know, people breathing this stuff. What? And rightly so, because I'm no scientist, but just hearing that, it just sounds asinine. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't get the climate change argument. I really don't. What is the objective? Well. Other than cleaner air, sure, we can all, we can all work together and make that happen. But ultimately, are they hoping to change weather patterns? Well, they think that I the, don't understand what I mean, their just, objective is. Just like AOC is. said a, a, a few years ago or last year, you know, that we only have 12 years before the Earth is going to be destroyed because of climate where, change. Where are they getting these numbers? It's you know they, they've, they've got these computer models models that you know Al Gore had the what was this thing 
the inconvenient truth. Yes. That was just he made lots of money on that, by the way. Based upon computer models. That were that, and the data was inputted by humans. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out that it just, the, a it lot just, of the data uh, they use was just manufactured. Well, and, duh. Because and, you know, my question is it. also, you know, the, the there's been times in history where the climate has been warmer than it is now, and it's there's been times in history when it's been cooler than it is now. So, what's the proper temp- temperature? You know, th- I think well, it's pretty good right now. That that is my whole point. Is it weather is cyclical? I mean, they're called averages for a reason. What is the goal of these climate change people? Well, are they? Are they? It's just. I just don't understand. I can tell. You. I can tell. I can okay, tell what is it? Control, so they can control you more, basically, so they can. So control what you do and what you can't do. Yes, and tax you. And what you can and cannot drive. Yes, uh, put put in the carbon tax so that they can get more money out of you, essentially. See, that's what I think it is too. It's all about. It's nothing to do with climate per se. It's control. Because you can't humans cannot control what god made okay we are ants we are nothing compared when you look at the big picture humans are nothing the, the temperature of the earth is controlled mostly by the sun and you know, there's there's humans factors have like have no control over that uh, you know the humans probably affect the temperature some but not enough to make a big difference it's got to be minuscule I mean, compared it's some but it's not catastrophic Sun, the sun is what makes the big difference, and then there's things like like uh, volcanoes that spew particles into the air. You know, there was I think it was eight in the 1813s or something like I think around then, where there was this massive volcano that that year there was no um, there was no summer. It's called the year without a summer because there were so many particles from this one mm, wow. volcano in the air that wow. there was no summer that year. And then were there any health? Repercussions? Uh, you know, who knows? I mean, back, how could there not be? Back in the 1800s, I'm sure there was, but. Well, anyway, and speaking of the sun, uh, sunlight it activates coronavirus eight times faster than predicted. We need to know why. This is a, an article from ScienceAlert.com. I just read the the title of the article. A team of scientists is calling for greater research into how sunlight inactivates SARS-CoV-2 after realizing there's a glaring discrepancy between the most recent theory and experimental results. UC Santa Barbara mechanical engineer Paulo Luazio Vigiz, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sure I slaughtered that name, and colleagues noticed the virus was inactivated as much as eight times faster in experiments than the most recent theoretical model predicted. The theory assumes that inactivation works by having UVB hit the RNA of the virus, damaging it. But the discrepancy suggests that something there's something more going on than that, and figuring out what this is may be helpful for managing the virus. Then it goes on to talk about UV light and the effects of UV light. Well, you know who the news media made fun of President Trump whenever he said that sunlight... Yep can kill the virus so which makes perfect sense because in the very early days of this whole virus pandemic fiasco craziness they were talking about one of the medications that were going that was proving to be effective was vitamin d and where do you get vitamin d naturally from the sun ah, the sun and the sky and yet they're telling everybody to stay hunkered down don't go outside. Stay in your house. Wear masks. Yeah, and then shortly after President Trump said that, uh, Andrew Cuomo in New York had the the uh, the fantastic realization that UV they could use UV rays to kill the virus on the subway cars. Yep. yep. I know it's it's crazy. We've been so conditioned to think the sun is a bad thing. Now, yes, of course, too much sun is not good for you. But as is the case with anything, yeah. too much of anything is bad for you. Yeah, it's they, always about moderation. Yeah, they've got people locked down and yes. afraid to go outside. You know, you're slathering sunscreen on you so that you are not able to get the vitamin D that you need from yeah. the sun that God put yeah. there for yeah. humans, by the way. Yeah, and also, who knows what's in those sunscreens? 
Exactly. <laughs> There's no telling what your body's absorbing. Yeah. What kind of chemicals that your body is absorbing. But when I saw that, I just, I literally laughed out loud because it's like, oh, that big orange ball in the sky. Wow. It's actually good for something. <laughs> it just, oh my gosh. I really do feel like we're sit, we're living a Dr. Seuss story right now. It's like everything is backwards and forwards and men are women and women are men and, and up and it's down and down is up. And it's just insane how out of control and crazy everything is. everything is um, natural sunlight may be effective as a disinfective disinfectant for contaminated non-porous materials mm-hmm. hmm. it's like yeah. a it's like Surprise, surprise. I know. It just, it kills <laughs> it me. Took, it took the scientists to figure I, this out. I seriously feel like we are living in the twilight zone with some of this stuff. It's like, I am a relatively average, intelligent kind of person. But some of the things these experts come out with, I'm just like, duh. Yeah, I think we learned that in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just amazing to me. And then people around are like, Oh, a scientist said it, so it must be true. What? Where have you been? <laughs> Do you not have two brain cells to rub together? I just, it, it, it seriously astounds me. The experimentally observed inactivation in simulated saliva is over eight times faster than would have been expected from the theory. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So scientists don't yet know what's going on. What? <laughs> and yet, what the this? scientists have said that we needed to lock down, we needed to do this, we need to do this, we can't see our families, we can't worship, which, by the way, did you see the videos of the police going into that, what was it, like, it was some kind of church? Some Catholic church in England, shut, they're basically shutting, no, they weren't basically, they were shutting down they the service. They were shutting them Easter down. Easter service. Is that not crazy? That's evil. You can't even get together and worship together. Um, and then there was one other video of, it was in Belgium, where people were out, like, out in the, enjoying the sunshine, the sun. Not wearing masks. Though. Not wearing masks, but they were out in fresh air. There were distanced, and cops, police officers on horses came trudging, like, stomping through and using water cannons and and fi- using physical force to disperse people. It was something out of a an apocalyptic like a, apocalyptic this, movie. This is like a movie that we're it, in. It right really now. is. It's 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 scary and alarming and disturbing, and people are allowing it to happen. I just cannot believe people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing here? Well, people are. I have to say, around here, it's fairly normal. I mean, you do see a lot of people still walking down the street with a mask on or driving their car by Which, themselves with a mask what? on. You look like an idiot, but whatever. If that's what you want yeah. to do, be my guest. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. If that's what makes if you that feel was, safer. If that's what makes you feel safer, for then the go most for part, it. You know, like we went shopping last night in a, if you, if you get out of our town a little bit, things are a lot more normal than. I need to get out of our town more. In our town. Right. Because we went, we went grocery shopping in a town, a, a smaller town near I, here in a different county. And it, there was probably about, I would say, would you say about a third of the people with no mask yeah, on? I think so. And then like when we went, were eating, there was nobody wearing a mask there. I am going to be straight up honest with you folks. You know, I work, I'm in medical. I'm, I work in the medical field. And of course, I have to wear a mask when I'm on their premises. Okay, that's fine. It's their rule. I'll buy by that rule. But when I'm not at work, I don't wear a mask. I'm just going to put it, out, put it out there. I think the more people that stop wearing masks, the more courage it gives other people to take their mask off. Because I'm done with this sheeple mentality. I'm done. The, the virus is under control. We have these so-called vaccines out there, which it's debatable. Um, but whatever, if you choose to get it again, that's your prerogative. Be my guest. But you know, it's winding down. We're down under 10 now, under 10. And we're still having these precautions when the whole purpose of these precautions was to flatten the curve. In in our city, the curve has done been flattened. (laughs) 
in our city, there is no curb. There is yeah, no line yeah, anymore. In our, in our city, what is there like? Maybe twenty-five people in the hospital, and they're they're still. We still got a mask mandate. We've got the renewal coming up, which I guarantee you, they're not they're not yeah. ready to let go well, of it yet. We have an election on Tuesday. Yes, and hopefully some of these city Man, council people so. will be thrown out because I am voting for anybody okay. but who's there now. Back back to the uh, there's this. Uh, this leftist that was on CNN the other day talking about the the vaccine My strategy mouth dropped. Yeah, and when I saw this video, basically she's all worried, and she's a formal, she's a former medical. Um, a, oh, I think we should call her out by name. Well, she's a formal. What's it? What is her name? She's a former. Let's see, Doctor Liana Wen W E N. Yeah, and what what her point is, you know, we got all these states that are opening up 100%. You know, we can't have that. We've got to get people vaccinated. There's not going to be a, uh, a reason for people to get vaccinated if, if states are going ahead to open up. Right. The video is on the realclearpolitics.com website. And I've actually downloaded this video because I have a feeling it's going to be taken off of YouTube pretty soon. But um, what it, what she says is absolutely... It's an interview with her and Chris Cuomo. And the expression on Chris Cuomo's face is priceless. He looks shocked and surprised it's like he's, that she's actually saying he, this out loud. He's looking like, oh, man, you're giving up our secret. You're letting the cat out of the bag, woman. And it's, it's great. So let me read this to you. During a March 10th appearance on CNN, former Baltimore Health Commissioner Dr. Liana Wynn discussed how to overcome vaccine hesitancy among the population. We have a very narrow, this is a quote, we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status, she said, because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? We need to make it clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. So that's why I think the CDC and Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you are vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms you can have if you just get the vaccine. Can we say that? Can we talk about that? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. On YouTube, though? I mean, are we going to get? Well, who cares? We're going to do it. (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, I'm just saying that um, we we had an episode that was removed from YouTube a few weeks ago and we were talking about that subject well if you're hearing this now it's now going to be on rumble because we're pretty (laughs) sure that this part youtube would not like and would take down so hi rumble listeners glad to have you but the whole reason why we got banned off on youtube i mean they never gave us a reason by the way so it had to be that it has to be because i was calling the vaccine an experimental injectable and that is why YouTube did not like that because that would get people to think what you know what actually what is it? I mean that sounds true. We're we're human or we're guinea pigs. So YouTube didn't like that. So we're gonna talk about it now here on Rumble because people need to know this is this is at least something you need to hesitate and think about before just sticking your arm out and getting God knows what. So the fact that she's saying this, it's not about making people better. It's not about getting rid of the pandemic. It's all about you do what we say and we will reward you with normalcy. That's basically what she's saying. Why do you suppose that they're so insistent on getting people to take the vaccine? And that's what makes me wonder. It's kind of like the same thing with people wanting people other people to wear the mask you know why are some people so insistent on getting other people to do what they want why that alone that insistency that craziness that reaction is enough to make me pause that right there why are you so why do you get so angry when i choose not to follow the rules that kind of goes back Did to you see the, what you were saying. The, the video of the guy in, it's just Canada, these crazy Canadians. I don't, I don't really know what's well, going on up there, but there's a guy, they had a, they were having like a maskless um, 
parade or something. And, and also in, in the United States, there's there's the Million Maskless March. Have you heard about that? Anyway, that, that's off the subject. But they're having like a mask parade. Okay, but, but when is that? I mean, that's, I think it's like this you know week that's going to be there's going to be there's going to be something from it. You know there is. Let's see, it's on my list here. It's the Million Maskless March. It's going to be in Florida. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Where is that? But here it is, number six. It's planned for South Florida to protest for face face freedom. I mean, if you think about masks, it just it just dehumanizes you. It makes you it it hides your identity basically from people. You all become the same, you, and I I just think that people get so used to to not thinking of people as your fellow humans, but just as obstacles in the way of what you want. Does that make sense? Yeah. You are invited to the Million Maskless March and Mask Burning Saturday, April 10th at the corner of these two streets in Fort Lauderdale. So you want to go to that? We can go to Florida. Oh my gosh, I think it'd be amazing. And it's it just it's symbolic again because people are fed up with the restrictions. They're fed up with not being able to live their life. It's just it gives you a physical outlet to release your frustrations. Yeah. And that's my theory on why some of these people get so violent. Yeah. So anyway, back to the story that this there was something kind of like this going on in Florida in Canada. They there was this guy driving along the street with a with a, with a megaphone, you know, saying, you know, you're being controlled, you know, don't listen to the what the government's trying to feed you, and then this guy looks like someone's dad yeah. comes up and just tries to pull the megaphone out right. of the guy's hands, and then he takes his bike, which looked like a really expensive bike to me, yeah, and he takes it and smashes the guy's window, yeah, just because the guy's saying that you shouldn't. Because you're being sheeple right now, and, and you're and you're falling in you line know with funny the government. The guy, the guy that was smashing the guy's window, didn't wear a mask. He had I, a mask on. You know, I, that's it's right. Like, why are, why I don't are think people so upset about? I really, I have a theory. I think the reason why people get so violent against other people that are not doing what they're being told is, I think that they are embarrassed and they don't want to think that perhaps they've been duped this whole time and made a fool. So I just think that, and plus everybody's been under so much strain and stress this past year that I think certain incidents just push people over the edge and they just, they don't know how to react. They're very angry and frustrated and like I said, embarrassed. And I just think that's the only way they know to just get it out. I just think they just lose control in that moment. It really is just bizarre. And it seems like most of the stories that I've came across are of people in Canada that are doing this, and which is really, I, I kind of really get strange it because no. I, I've I've um, I've actually I know quite a few people in Canada. I, a company that I work for had a subsidiary there, and the Canadians usually are just so nice and nope. polite. And I, I'm sure they are, but I think the reason why that's happening is Canada has been even more restrictive. Yeah than California. And California has yeah. been the worst state in our entire country as far as restrictions and, and keeping that fear running high. Are they, are they open back up there? I, it seemed like a, a few weeks ago when the, when the big recall count Who? was getting close. Canada California, California? California. I, they, were, they were talking about opening things back up. I think they're starting to open things did. up, but, but slowly, obviously. Um, and I think that's only happening because they have enough signatures to get rid of I didn't hear about any of these you know, beatings in... California. Well, it just seems like a, but then again, I mean, is, but then again, it's Canada. our media you're talking about, and our media doesn't really do the reporting anymore unless it you know helps their agenda. True. So who knows if it's really happening? It's just not being reported. Speaking of censorship, again, did you guys or did you hear about YouTube um, trying to do away with the dislike button on their videos? Yeah, apparently people are disliking. Joe Biden's videos. Yes. Massively. And we can't have that now because, you know, he is who the people yeah, yeah. voted for. Yeah, there's there's uh, some screenshots of where somebody took a screenshot and there was um, 10,000 dislikes. And then they took another screenshot shortly after that and there was only 3,000 
dislikes. So the dislikes are disappearing somehow. Yeah, and they're calling it an experiment because you know obviously they can't they can't say well you know we don't want we don't want Biden to look bad even though y'all voted for him and obviously like he's got the most votes of any president in the history of our country and so he's so well loved because you know that's pretty evident by all the by all the armed guards and the fence and everything around the Capitol and now we're going to do away with the dislike button because we can't have it shown that most people can't stand Biden. Is the dislike button going to go away on all videos or just Biden's videos? Well, this article says YouTube panics as Americans dislike Biden videos. So it takes drastic step. This is on WND.com. YouTube announced Tuesday is experimenting with removing the dislike count on post. The company said in a statement that in response to creator feedback around well-being and targeted dislike campaigns, we're testing a few new designs that don't show the public dislike count. If you're part of this small experiment, you might spot one of these designs in the coming weeks. So they're saying that... So that, they're blaming it on an experiment. Yeah, well, they're saying that uh, these evil Trump supporters are going to Biden's videos. Oh, yeah, it says, the Gateway Pundit wondered if the move had something to do with President Biden's lack of popularity. I think. <laughs> the blog previously reported YouTube, which is owned by Google appeared to have altered the dislikes count on White House videos. A Biden video had been disliked 10,000 times at 3.11 p.m., for example, and had only 3,100 dislikes yeah, at 7.31 p.m. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Is anybody surprised at this point? So I guess the whole point of us bringing this up is do not believe anything that you're told or anything that you see at this point but, in time well basically anything on the internet i mean anything you know. yeah okay here's something funny speaking of biden did you see the video of something crunching in biden's mouth no okay just, let's just look at that it's number 24 it just takes a second i i don't know if i want to because if that's like a tooth or something that's okay. disgusting click, click on click on it hold on i gotta turn my sound up Okay, go back because you missed it. Is it the very beginning? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's, oh, sick! I really did sound like a tooth or something. I know Biden. Biden Wait. was making the speech about the uh, economy and the jobs report, Ew. and it's like a tooth. It's like a tooth was oh, crunching you know, in his mouth. It probably wasn't a tooth. It was probably some kind of like mint or Well, if you look at the comments, like some people are saying that's, that's, that's like a mint, but other people are saying that's like a tooth. But then it keeps, he keeps kind of, if you keep watching the video, he can, it's like he's like trying to get his tooth back in no, the right No, no, I don't alignment. think it's a tooth. Well, you, I you think need he's to just, look at the no, video. It looks I, like he's trying to align I mean, his tooth. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the man's 78 years old. He probably is literally falling apart before our eyes. But yeah, and then he... Uh, um, it's probably just a breath mint or something. No, I think it's a tooth. I, <laughs> you conspiracy okay, I'll, theorist. I'll put a link in the... <laughs> yeah, you make up your I'll, own I'll mind. I'll put a link in the video, or in the no, the notes, and then if you in the comments reply what you think it is. It's right. a tooth or is it a mint? That Biden's crunching in his mouth, and I don't know why, if why would he have a why would he have a mint in his mouth when he's making a speech? Oh, I don't know, Kevin. Maybe it it gives his brain something to focus on, and he can. I don't know, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know. And then he almost uh, he almost almost tripped up the stairs again. Yeah, this well, week he's he's old, and and there are, I just it's elder abuse. Well, you know, you think that he would really really be careful going upstairs after. Oh, and Last I think he long. has been. I think he's yeah. been very careful. And then back to the ba the vaccine, because I'm a little obsessed with this, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw the article. Um, it was actually on TatumReport.com, but I think it was, I don't think it was their article. No, I think it is their article, actually, about this man who his skin started peeling off. It was a severe reaction to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Um, doctors call it extremely rare which, I mean, it probably is. But the whole point of bringing this up is, again, you just don't know. And well, I don't understand people's willingness. And here's the thing. If, if you could guarantee me life is going to go back to normal, we're going to get rid of the mask, we can go back to normal, we can travel, we can live our life as we used to, I might consider getting the vaccine. Well, might. After a few years when it's no longer experimental that's yeah well yeah okay fair enough after a few years and and you know 
But the thing there's is, there's been studies and tests on it. But they've come out repeatedly and said, no, you still need to wear a mask. You still need a social distance. You still can't see your family other more than so many numbers. And well, then Dr. Fauci comes out today and says, hey, by the way, you're probably going to have to get a yearly vaccine for the COVID. Yeah, well, that's coming for sure. You know, the CDC, the director of the CDC this week also came out and said um, that there's data that shows that people that have had the vaccine don't spread the disease. And a couple, there was a couple of positive things that she said, but then she got attacked. Not, well, not yeah. physically, but attacked. Because in the you can't say media. anything positive. You got to keep yeah. everybody down and depressed and fearful. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's how you Dr. control people. Dr. Fauci wants, wants you to continue to wear two masks and everything after there, having the vaccine. There was actually a Senator, a Republican Senator that is trying to get Dr. Fauci like that's, kicked off that's the government Marjorie, payroll. Marjorie Taylor green. Because she says, you know, everything he says is wrong and he's been wrong so many times and it changes daily, and of course, it's not going to go anywhere. But yeah, there there is a um, there's a debate between Robert Kennedy Jr., who's a Democrat, and um, Dirt, Alan Dershowitz, who's a D- Democrat, about vaccines on on YouTube. And when you have a chance, you should probably check that out because it's got some it brings up some good points. And it was it was being threatened to being to be taken down. You know, it was a it was a debate. It was a debate about the vaccine, and right. it was. That's what I mean. That's what's so scary that you can't even you can't have debate. a conversation. You can't even talk about it. You can't even talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, we're getting up there on time. So, um, let's see. So, oh, speaking of, here's one other thing about censorship. Um, yeah. You know, Laura Tramp. Oh, Freudian slip there. Laura Trump. (laughs) Laura Trump's. That was a slip of the tongue. That was he does not think that she is. Laura Trump. Yes. uh, She announced that she was posting a video on Facebook. It was an interview of President Trump, and Facebook came back to her and said, "We cannot have the voice of Donald Trump on." It's, right. It's not allowed. Right. The vo- you can't have the voice of Donald Trump, See, or President Trump. The thing with this whole censorship thing on this on the, the big platforms is, you know, it's fine when it's happening to someone else, but then it happens to you, and suddenly you don't like it. So that's always been my point. You know, censorship is bad no matter who you are. You should not censor anybody, really. I mean, just because someone says something that you don't like or disagree with, Okay, life goes on, you disagree with them, um, or you can stop listening to them, or you can turn off your TV, or, you know, yeah, but listen to something else. Yeah, but a lot of Americans else. aren't smart enough to know. <laughs> but here's my thing. That, which might be true. Censorship sounds great until it happens to you. And then when it happens to you, all of a sudden, you're involved. And, and that's that's... That's why it just irritates me so much that people still remain on Facebook, even though Facebook is, is just out of control censoring in fact there's an article that's talking about facebook employees being disturbed about all the chinese propaganda ads that are airing on facebook right now i'm not on facebook so i don't know what they're talking about but well but i think that's a pretty actions speak louder than words and to me that says it all have you i mean have you seen pictures of mark zuckerberg lately he just looks something something looks wrong with him he looks dead something there's and there's him, been a lot of people that have commented that he has like dead eyes jack or, dorsey the guy from twitter i don't know they, they just look like there's something well, wrong either they're being forced to do all this crazy stuff or i don't know i don't know but whatever okay let's get to the good part okay let's get to the good part so let's let's shift gears here and go to the part, which, by the way, hello for all my coworkers out there that have found this podcast. <laughs> Not sure how I feel about that. Um, but hey, welcome. <laughs> You're seeing a side of me that you probably, well, you probably do know is there. I just am not quite as vocal at work. Um, okay, so let's start with some philosophical questions. 
I, I love these things. I love questions that make you think. Um, if you could become immortal on the condition you would never be able to die or kill yourself, would you choose immortality? You can never. That's a kind of a poorly worded question. I, I so don't get basically, it like, that's what immortality is. You could never die or. Yeah, it's a poorly worded like question. question. So basically, would you choose immortality if you could? Would you want to live forever? Oh well, yes, wouldn't wouldn't you? I don't know because think about it this way. I mean, if you're not immortal, then you die and I go on, and it's like I would lose everybody in my life eventually. It's like my life would continuously start over. You know what I mean? It's like. I guess that's not, well, okay. that's not necessarily so a saying, bad thing, I guess. you're saying you would be the only one that would be well, immortal yeah. and nobody else, no, nobody else. Is that what the question is? Well, it doesn't specify that, but I'm taking it as that. Because, yeah. I mean, if we're yeah. all immortal, then duh. Yeah, yeah, why wouldn't you go immortal? Yeah. But if you had the opportunity to be immortal and nobody around you could be or you're all your loved ones, I don't, I don't mean, I don't know. Yeah, that, that is a different question. Your life really. would start over like every hundred years, basically. Yeah. Don't you think? Because you would yeah. grow. I mean, would you grow old? I guess you wouldn't grow old. You'd be immortal at, at the age that you are immortal I, at. I think I'd go for it because, you know, just think how smart you'd get after a while. And you'd, you'd know, you'd sort of know what was going to happen. I Well, and I mean. Just think, of, just think of the stock market investments you could make <laughs> and stuff. You know, I should have known. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um how will you re be remembered after you die? These are kind of morbid questions. You know, like, probably I mean, just this nobody's kind of going to remember anything. Oh, whatever. <laughs> this is a good question for you specifically because he is a little obsessed with obituaries. And it, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's just weird to me that he reads all these obituaries every day. So, no, you, and the reason I do, the reason I look at the obituaries is because one time I was working for a company and um, we were preparing these work papers and somebody asked me about the person that had prepared the work paper the previous year. And I said, uh, well, yeah, he was this guy and, and uh, you know, he didn't work here anymore, but, you know. And then someone said, did you know he died? It's like, no, I had no idea the guy died. So ever since then, I've sort of looked, looked through the obituaries every day. But were you friends with him? Were you oh, close yeah. to him? Oh, yeah, and I worked with him. He started about the same time I did. We, we worked together. We had traveled together, and I didn't even know he died. Yeah, but, I mean, I can understand that being upsetting, but I don't understand why that would prompt you to continue to look at well, obituaries. Because, I don't know, just because, I, I don't know. I, just, I mean, if you're not close to people when they die, I mean, it's unfortunate and sad, but... Well, like... Today it's I found out somebody life. that I, another person that I worked with died. And it's just, I don't know. It's, I, I don't just know. I just think know. it's kind of a morbid fascination because we all get older and that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. What was the know. question? <laughs> <laughs> How long will you re be oh, remembered after you die? You know, probably just like about that. <laughs> it's like, who? Kevin? Who was that? Well, okay, let me add to that question. Do you are you hoping to leave anything behind to remember you like like some kind of legacy? Like you've got your music that you've done and I mean that's one reason why I blog. Yeah, I think right now Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I think right now the my legacy is going to be the legacy of junk. <laughs> <laughs> No, I disagree. And that's another reason why we're doing this podcast, too. Yeah. It's a little bit of a diary to leave yeah. behind for our kids to watch. Yeah, I mean, at one time I was going to write a bunch of songs and have that for pe people to remember me mm -hmm. by, but, you know, I really have not followed through with that very well. Oh, I disagree. I think you do. I think you do a pretty good job. Okay, so you were talking about that's why you do your blog. Yeah, absolutely. So remember. Yes, I mean, because it's a, it's a diary of sorts. I mean, yeah. you know, it's... I don't know. It's just, it's a little piece of me. I'm leaving a little piece of me behind by my blog, by this podcast, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I had the, the empire of guitar amplifiers and <laughs> well, stuff like that, that I've built. I, I do kind of wonder. I have some videos. I have my, yeah, you do. I have a video about my uh, guitar amplifiers that I yes. built. 
which I am proud of you for doing that because, you know, you have a lot of knowledge that I feel like you need to share with the world because he's a jack of all trades, which I don't, I don't feel like that's very common among people that most people, something happens, something breaks, you're going to call someone to come over and fix it. He figures it out and he fixes it himself. And I think that's a really great and unique trait that just, you should share like with other people. Other people for something I can do. Well, yes, that there's the that. But, if, I, if I have the time to do it. But that. you are genuinely curious as to how some of this thing, some of these things work. And it yeah. probably gives you a feeling of accomplishment when you fix oh, it. Oh, for sure. You know, so by you sharing all these videos with other people, I mean, that's helping other people out there. Just like one video that you've had a lot of views on fixing a water cooler. Because mm-hmm. that's probably a problem that a lot of people have. Yeah. And it's a pretty simple fix. Yeah. But they would have known about it without your video. So I think that's right. fantastic that you're doing that. I'm embarrassing. I can tell he's embarrassed by being the center of attention. Uh, <laughs> all right. If a child somehow survived and grew up in the wilderness without any human contact, how human would they be without the influence of society and culture? I think that's an interesting question. I think that kind of goes back to also like the kids that are homeschooled that are not exposed to the public school agenda and some of this, like maybe some kids are not allowed on the internet or they just don't have those influences. How much of a better person would they be without all that cultural influence? Yeah, they usually are a lot better off without all that Just like we might, would probably be better off without Twitter. The world would be a better place without Twitter. I think so. Can we just say that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So in some ways, I think it would be, you know, to go back to basics, simple living, I think might be actually a good thing. So the child probably wouldn't know how to speak it would probably just have make true noises so true that would be like a caveman but 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 humans are smart and after a while would figure out how to communicate yeah come up with its own language maybe but what was, what was the question again if a child somehow survived and grew up in the wilderness without any human contact how human would they be so they're basically saying i don't i don't think they'd be, be very you think human. they'd be more animal like yeah because that's what they grew up around yeah yeah would they even? They would probably walk upright, though. Not. Would they though? Not, I don't not know. Sure they would. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um. How would humanity change if all humans' life expectancy was significantly increased? Let's say to around five hundred years. And didn't they live about that long in the Bible days? Yeah, they lived like a thousand years. Because Isn't that the, crazy to think the, about that? Yeah, because the blood was so much more pure back in those days. And, um, yeah, just think hmm. about if you lived in the same house for 300 years or something. I mean, how would that change your life, yeah. though? I mean, wow, I don't know. I mean, you would... Probably be more, a lot more relaxed because, you know, a lot of times... I, I have my, my list of things, my to-do list. It's because I, like I, I think about all the things I have to do because, you know... I've only got like 20 more years or something to live. I'm really glad you brought that up because to me, that's almost a backward way of thinking. It's like, yes, I completely agree. You want to, you want to be productive and you want to get as much done as you can. Kind of goes back to that question of how will you be remembered after you die? You maybe want to leave a legacy of things or, you know, interactions or something behind. But then at the same time, you want to enjoy your life as well. Yeah, but I enjoy, I enjoy it more by being productive. Hmm. If if I, and it's kind of a weird thing. If I kind of like take take a day off and don't do anything, and I you feel guilty. Feel kind of. That's always annoyed me about you, and I, and it's not just and it's not just you. I mean, it's just a way of thinking, I guess. And it's just, I don't know. It just kind of annoys me because you should not feel guilty for enjoying some time off you've worked very hard for what you've got for what you've done and you should enjoy the fruits of your labor i mean even the bible you know said you should have one day of rest and you shouldn't feel guilty about that yeah i think i've gotten a little bit you have relaxed over the last few years but you've gotten a lot better about that but i've always kind of felt sorry for you because i just i don't know i wish i had half even maybe even a quarter 
of the drive that you have. You have a lot of drive and I admire that. You are very productive. I am not, I'm pretty lazy. Um, I, I have the opposite effect. I really enjoy my time off, but I'm not very productive at all. <laughs> but I mean, and I, here's why. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I work a 40 plus hour job. And so any time that I have off, it is mine. I want it. Give it to me. I'm selfish with it. I don't want to share it. It's mine. Because the time that I give to my job is not my time. It's the time I'm giving to my employer. You know what I mean? So I just feel like that any time I have off, I'm going to be selfish with it because I have, it's just a short amount of time before I have to once again, go back to work and give my time to someone else. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You are, you are grimacing like you do not, like you do not approve. No, I, I agree with that. (laughs) Okay. uh, One last question. Will religion ever become obsolete? I think it is now. Well, you know, there was a a thing I saw yesterday that was showing that only 47% of people, and it's down from like 70% in 2000, only 47% of people consider religion to be important in their lives or something like that. What was that percentage like that. again? It was like 47%. Oh, yeah, I saw that and it was too, down actually. From, I think it was 70% in the year yes, 2000. Yes, I remember But, you know, that. it's one of those surveys. I, I don't know. I don't know, right. Take it with yeah. a grain of salt. Yeah. But I do believe that it's definitely significantly less than it used to be because, I mean, being a Christian is almost, I mean, it's a bad thing now. It's like people have to hide the fact that they're Christian because they get ridiculed and... Are, beat up or beat up or killed in in some foreign countries christians are actually killed yes but that's not surprising because the bible says that's going to happen and you know this here we are we're starting it so yes i think i think it's starting to become obsolete for sure um okay here's one more question because i saw i thought that was the last (laughs) one. no this is one more (laughs) one more (laughs) yeah one more if you could teach everyone in the world one concept what concept would have the biggest positive impact on humanity? How to take care of yourself and not have to rely on other people. Yes. I think critical thinking would be yeah. the thing that needs to yeah, be taught. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, so you can make logical, rational decisions about your life and yeah. not just take what someone tells you and and go, okay. To, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Critically thinking about things, for sure. Yeah, I think that should be the... Yeah. And then I think that would positively impact humanity. Okay, enough with the question. So, how was your week? It was it was good. How was your week? It was it was a good weather week. Like it's a beautiful weekend this weekend. It was cold earlier in the week. Yeah, but I mean, we had that one freeze. What yeah, was that Wednesday no, or Thursday morning? Was it this past week? Was yeah, it twenty six degrees? Oh yeah, I guess it did get kind yeah. of cold toward the middle of the week, but um. Yeah. Other than that, no, I mean, same old, same old for me, same. Yeah, I've been working on the... Go to work, come home. Project, the camper trailer that we're building. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. You've done a great job, by the way. I'm very impressed with your skills, as usual. You are just such a handyman. I learned a lot from my dad. I I watched my dad. My dad can fix anything. Well... Yeah, I, I wish our boys would take an interest in that because that's just a really valuable skill. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, you've done a great job with the trailer. You've built the bed. I hope it's big enough. I'm a little concerned about that just because we bought some, I bought some narrow twin mattresses that are in boxes and we've yet to open them. And I'm scared now because I'm, we went over there tonight to look at it and it didn't look like it was big enough I to me. I used the measurements that you gave me. That's what makes me so nervous because I am so stupid when it comes to that stuff. I am not mathematically You said, you said 30 inches, so I multiplied 30 Ugh. times 2 to get the I width. wish you would have looked over the measurements, though, just to make sure I told you right. I think I saw it. I think I saw it. I th- Did you? I think I, I saw what so. you were looking at there. Because so. that is definitely my weak I am not good at math. At it. It, it's going to be fine. At all. It's going to be just Anyway, fine. it looks great. So I basically got the the bed area mm-hmm. done, and now I'm going to start working on the, well, I'm going to trim, I'm going to basically trim up that stuff, got, got some trim to do, and then now, now I'm going to work on the kitchen area. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm so impressed with all the pieces that you're finding at this at this recycling place. Yeah. That's amazing We've to me. I've been dropping by there a couple times a week. 
went there twice saving today. saving us a ton of money. Yeah, I mean, a cabinet that would cost you like $250, yeah. $250 at Lowe's, you can get them for like $35. That's amazing. So it's pretty, it is I mean, pretty awesome. Good for you, though. That's awesome. Yeah, and this is pretty cool because this is something that in the past probably we'd just gone in the trash, you know, and yep. be in so the landfill. repurposing it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Recycling it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. I can't really think of anything else to talk about about you. That's it for me. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> just, just so that you all know, I do try to drag this out as much as possible because I do like to torture him a little bit because I know he hates this part, but you know any good jokes? Any dad jokes? Any nope. knock knock jokes? I don't know any jokes. I haven't really. I don't either. Not, not off the top of my head. So, okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening and watching. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, have a great week. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.